Welcome back for day three of this week. We're going to be looking at Psalm 8 today. And let me just begin by reading all of Psalm 8 for you. Psalm 8, 1 to 9. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. When I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him ruler over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet, all flocks and herds, and the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. So when we turn to Psalm 8, we turn from a psalm of lament and a psalm of judgment to this psalm of purest praise. The heart of this psalm is obvious. He sings the same phrase at the beginning and the end. How majestic is your name in all the earth. So how does David see God's majesty? When I think of God's majesty in all the earth, I see it in creation. The majesty of the Grand Canyon or the Milky Way as you look at the stars in 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 an amazing display of God's glory or the Swiss Alps as you look at those mountains, the majesty of God. But that's not where David sees God's majesty. David sees it in the way that he lifts human beings up. You've lifted us up. Compare us to the glories of heaven, of of nature, what God has made. We look like nothing, but God has raised us up. He has made us even a ruler over those works of his hands. So that's the truth of God's glory, God's majesty in Psalm 8. Let's let's dig into this because it's an important psalm to understand when you understand God's majesty and God's glory and how it's at work in this world. It begins with the fact that we have been lifted up as human beings to be a little lower than the angels, the heavenly beings. Even a sinful man lifted up to be a little lower than the heavenly beings. But that's not the only truth here. There's a greater story here in Psalm 8. The New Testament writers recognized that Jesus is all through this psalm. In Matthew 21, 15 and 16, when the chief priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things that Jesus did and the children shouting in the temple area, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. Do you hear what the children are saying, they asked him? Yes, replied Jesus. Have you ever read from the lips of children and infants you have ordained praise? Jesus turns to this psalm when the children were praising him and said, it was ordained. It was ordained in advance because of who I am. So this psalm is about the praise of Jesus, but as you read further, you find out this psalm is about Jesus. 1 Corinthians 15, 23 to 27 He, Jesus, must reign until he's put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death, for he has put everything under his feet. That's a quote from this psalm. Put everything under his feet. So this isn't just about us and how God has made us ruler. The New Testament writers, by the power of the Holy Spirit, saw that this was also about Jesus. And there's a hidden glory here that's revealed when you recognize that this is also about Jesus. This glory is talked about in Hebrews 2, 6-9. But there is a place where someone has testified, 
What is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you care for him. So the writer of Hebrews is quoting Psalm 8. You made him a little lower than the angels. You crowned him with glory and honor and put everything under his feet. In putting everything under him, God left nothing that is not subject to him. Yet at present, we do not see everything subject to him, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death, so that by the grace of God, he might taste death for everyone. Wow. So, this psalm tells us, it is about us, and it's also about Jesus, that we were lifted up by God to be a little lower than the angels. But this psalm also tells us that Jesus chose to humbly lower himself to be a little lower than the angels. He's God. He is higher than any angel, but he lowered himself to be a little lower than the angels. That doesn't mean that he was less than God when he was on this earth. That means he physically limited himself in ways that the angels were not physically limited. That means that he came to live on this sinful planet in ways that the angels were not living. He lowered himself in some ways, not in every way, but in some ways even lower than the angels. So even as God has lifted us up to be higher than the angels, a little lower than the angels, Jesus lowered himself so that, you read in Hebrews and in this Psalm, so that God could exalt Jesus and put everything under his feet, so that God could crown you with glory and honor as well, so that God could lift you up to be even above the angels. Ephesians 2, 6 and 7, God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in kindness to us in Christ Jesus. This is big, and it's worth going over again what this psalm is all about. This psalm tells us, once again, that you and I, as human beings, were lifted up by God to be a little lower than the angels. This psalm also reflects the truth that Jesus chose to humbly lower himself to be a little lower than the angels so that God could exalt him and put everything under his feet, not only the angels, but everything, every spiritual power. And he did that so that God could crown him with glory and honor, so that God could crown you with glory and honor as well, so that God could lift you up to be even above the angels. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Let's take a moment to praise him for that. Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you humbled yourself. You humbled yourself to come to this earth and be born for the baby to lie in a manger, to be dependent on Joseph and Mary to care for you. And you humbled yourself to, to the point of death, even death on a cross. You tasted death for us so that we did not have to dwell in eternal death, but so that we could have eternal life. Thank you for the glory of God, the glory of God in your creation that you made us God, that you put creation under us, that you gave us responsibility. And thank you for the glory of your son. That he has come so that we can have new life in him. Not only the enjoyment of forgiveness and life, but also a crown of glory and honor, also lifted up even above the angel to sit with Christ in the heavenly places. We don't deserve this, but we're given it because of your grace, because of your love and your power. So we rest in that grace right now. 
we see ourselves in a new way because of what you've done for us, Jesus. We glory in that, in your glory, in your name, amen. Tomorrow we're going to be looking at Psalm 9, which is a psalm of victory.